charge here. That's what the rules are. 65? Yep. 65. Wow. Look at us go. Look at us go. <laughs> Welcome to Walkers and Talkers, episode 65, which you already knew because we said 65 <laughs> a couple of times. I'm David Brody from Elvis Strand, The Morning Show, and that is Jamie from Light FM. Hello. In New York City. <laughs> that, of course, is our Afrojack theme. Yes. Our Afrojack version of the Walking Dead Personal theme. Personal theme. Thank you, at Afrojack on Twitter. Thank him if you liked it. Not available anywhere but here. <laughs> There's a lot more to it, but we can't make the whole podcast a song. That's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A uh, couple things I want to get out of the way before we talk about Preacher. Okay. You love the episode? I loved it so much. Okay, we'll talk about yeah. it. And I, I liked it. Liked yeah. It. There were things about it I liked. But I want to talk about The Walking Dead. I also want to talk about a podcast other than this one. Okay. If I might indulge myself. Oh, in okay. So some people on Twitter have said, well, I want to listen to Walkers and Talkers, but I don't really like, I don't really watch The Walking Dead or feel The Walking Dead or Preacher. Uh, you got. You should do a podcast that isn't about the show. And I said, well, our show, this podcast is about those shows, but it's not only about those shows. We go off on tangents and we talk about like Finding Nemo last week. Oh, and, that we do. Or yes. my Disney experience, yes. right? But did you see my Kylo Ren picture? The skinny Kylo Ren. Yeah, if you didn't see the, the picture, it's it's me with very skinny Kylo Ren who doesn't want me standing next to him in the picture. There's a gap. I, I can't put my arm around him. He gave <laughs> me a dirty look. And uh, so that's up at, at Walkers underscore Talkers on Instagram. Now, I just started doing, uh, I, have, I do two other podcasts. So one- You're cheating on me? No, 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 no. I would never, I would never. Well, you have your 15-inch Daryl, 10-inch Daryl Dixon. Well, well you okay. know. Right. So I do a 15-minute morning show podcast with members of the Elvis Duran Morning Show. That's uh, also on iHeart. Just search for Elvis Duran and you'll see the 15-minute morning show. That's sort of an ensemble thing and I, I get to be a part of that and that's great. And I also do, which and I, I use my time there to plug this podcast as much as I can. But I'm also now on a new podcast with Skiri Jones, who's a co-host of, he's one of the other executive producers on, on our morning show. And we're both from Brooklyn, and we now do a podcast, which you can find on iHeartRadio and iTunes, much like this podcast, now available on iTunes. Um, it's called The Brooklyn Boys. Now, we're both from the same neighborhood in Brooklyn. We didn't grow up together, but we're from the same area. Okay. The podcast is not about Brooklyn. Oh, it's not? No. It's just about what the two of us idiots from Brooklyn would talk about if we had something co to complain about or talk about or or just discuss. Could be TV, pop culture, whatever. Um, we're on Twitter at Brooklyn Boys WTF. Um, <laughs> and it, it is that because Brooklyn Boys was taken, the Brooklyn Boys was taken. It wasn't that a TV show? Brooklyn Boys? Yeah. I don't I don't think so. I thought it was. Brooklyn 911, right? Is I thought nine, it was. Right? I have to look. Anyway, uh, Brooklyn 99, sorry. Uh, anyway, so we needed to come up with a name, we couldn't use Brooklyn Boys, and that's 12 letters, and Twitter gives you 15 letters. So I'm like, all right, we need to do something at the end of Brooklyn Boys to make it different. So I said, well, we need three letters. What about WTF? As in, um, what the fuck are we going to talk about? Because <laughs> we don't really know. And so it's it's at Brooklyn Boys WTF on Instagram and on uh, Twitter. That's great. Make sure to mark our podcast now. Ex ex uh, yeah, explicit. explicit. Yeah, when I upload it, I have to mark <laughs> yeah. it explicit. Sometimes I do unsure, undecided. Unsure. Right? It's like it's like uh, clean. But not. Um, Borderline. No, it's clean, explicit, or... Um, Filthy? I, no, it's like, or I don't know. <laughs> unspecific. Unspecific. No, but this one's explicit because I just cursed. So there you go. So uh, people on the other podcast that follow us have now been tweeting saying, I listen to uh, Walkers and Talkers. 
And even though I don't watch the show, love the podcast. You and Jamie are great. And so wow. I'm like, wow. So we have people listening to this now. That's amazing. Who don't watch The Walking Dead, but like our banter. So oh. thank you to those people. Thank you. And there may be people who don't like our banter who love The Walking Dead. I don't know. We do have good banter. Anyway, if you have a chance to check that out, feel free to check that out. But let's get to our thing now. So we started the podcast with The Walking Dead theme because there's so much to talk about from The Walking Dead. Yes. Uh, and we'll get to Preacher, I promise. But Comic-Con was this past week. Mm-hmm. And we did our last podcast, episode 64. On Friday. On Friday. And then the trailer for season eight of The Walking Dead came out after the podcast. Almost like a half hour after. <laughs> yeah. And the Fear the Walking Dead season three, part B came out. And so we didn't, have to, we didn't get a chance to talk about it. No. So first of all, the Walking Dead trailer, if I can uh, find the stats here, set a record, uh, according to Screen Rant, um, it was watched 31 million times in the first four days on wow. YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, AMC, blah, blah, blah. Last season, season seven's trailer, uh, 25 million people watched it uh, in the same time period. Now, we talked about this last week. Season seven trailer sucked. Yeah. Because it was Tara and Heath and really not much else. Because they so couldn't show it. They couldn't show anything. Because uh. you didn't know who Negan killed. Yeah. Abraham and Glenn. Spoiler. <laughs> And so they couldn't show anyone alive because then you would, oh, well, they weren't killed. They made it. They made it. The only people we knew that made it were Tara and Heath because they weren't there. They weren't captured. Yeah. So this season, episode 100's coming up, the war, it was, they showed everything. How many, I watched it four times, like back to back to back to back to back. And then I paused it to watch, like, what did I miss? So what did you get out of the trailer for season eight? It looks very intense. Yes. And the last, like, four seconds, what's happening? Okay. I'll explain a little bit about that. I'm confused. The rest of the trailer, there's fighting. There's- Hardcore fighting. People getting shot. It looks like a bunch of people from the kingdom- Yes. Get shot. Um, Shiva is in it. Everybody's in it pretty much in some capacity. I was going to say, I think I pretty much saw everyone. Except Eugene. Yeah. Eugene's not in the trailer. We don't know why. Now, this could be one of those season seven things where you can't put him in the trailer because you don't know if he's imprisoned by Negan for possibly giving Sasha the pill. You don't know if he switched sides back to the survivors. We're not sure exactly what team he's on fully. So they they didn't show any Eugene. So I find like there's something up there. There's got to be. Got to be something up there. It looks like... Everyone gets together. Everyone's working together. Um, I'm sure we're going to see people on the show meet other people that we haven't seen those combinations. The kingdom meet the hilltop and, you know, all people working together. And those armbands we talked about. Yeah. People are going to die. Mm. A lot of people are going to die. And and in the scene, it looks like a bunch of members of the kingdom are shot. Um, Like ambushed. Yeah. They're all standing by a fence or they're about to, they look like they may be going to a savior outpost and a bunch of them get shot down. Now, in the comic... Two of the level C characters are in that group that gets killed. Okay. But one of them was, I believe, Richard. And Richard's already dead. He's already dead. So somebody else may be in that group that gets killed that we know. It wasn't like miscellaneous people. Okay. So I'm giving you that. You want to talk about the end of the trailer. Yeah. So if you haven't seen the trailer, go watch the trailer. It's unbelievable. If you're listening to this podcast, you have to be somebody that loves... The Walking you Dead. You've already seen you've it already five seen times. The, you've already <laughs> seen the trailer. And if you're like, where do I find it? Please. Please. Google. YouTube. Put in season eight trailer of The Walking Dead. 
it's in, it's a great trailer. But the end of the trailer, you see Rick in bed, yeah. waking up in bed with a gray beard, short hair. He looks like old man Rick. Yeah. And they show a cane by his bedside. That's what the trailer shows. That's all you say. Right. That's the end of the trailer. Now, if you read the comics, it makes some sense as to what that is, if it's corresponding to the comics. Now, some people tweeted me they think it's uh, a dream. I've heard that. sequence. You know, is it a look into the future, like 10 years from now? Now, here's what I'll say. That's not a spoiler. It's not going to ruin anything. After All Out War in the comics, there is a time skip. Now, we've had some time skips on the show. Yeah. And according to what has been released from Comic-Con, and also what happens in the comic, in the comic, which again doesn't always mean the TV show, the time skip was somewhere between two and five years, which means Glenn's baby's probably you know born or whatever. And Judith I don't want to. I don't want. I don't want to give too much away, but Rick does age. They all age. I don't think he would age that much as in the trailer in five years. I mean, that was like old Rick. Well, on the show, he's in his forties. I guess. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know. A cane? I don't want to give too much away from what I know about the comics, so let's okay. just say I believe it's after a time skip. Okay. I don't know. For, I don't know that for a fact. It could be a dream sequence. Could have got knocked out. I don't know. He could be dreaming, because. Oh, that's a mind deficit. This was just a dream he had in the apocalypse of him like that. Yeah. What my life's going to be like someday. Yeah. Now, speaking totally of Rick, in the trailer, there's a little bit of a mystery. There's a scene where somebody with a beard is in a dark room with holes in the wall. And he's in his underwear, and it looks like his side is patched up with like a bandage. Yeah. It looks like it's probably Rick. Well, isn't that where he got shot? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Jada shot him in the in the side. Yeah. So it's probably oh, Rick. But they don't go out of their way to show you it is Rick. Now, people are like, did he get captured by Negan? Who captured him? If you go on at walkers underscore talkers, and I, I think it may be also at, at David underscore Brody, one of our listeners tweeted us at me and at, and at Trev's Chan. Put me on there. Trev Chance, too. Well, yeah. I think I hit reply and added you. Oh, did you? Okay. So there's three pictures. There's okay. Rick inside of what looks like a dark box with a hole cut in it. Then there's a picture of the outside, which looks like a yellowish-green metal wall with a hole in it and someone looking out. And then a third picture. This person's great, by the way. I, I don't have my phone on me, otherwise I would tell you who it was. But you'll see it on Twitter. Look at the, okay. at, the ats on, on walkers underscore talkers. There's a scene in the junkyard where Jadis and her gang is standing in front of the same container. So it looks like Rick may have been captured by the junkyard gang. Oh, God. By the, by the what are they called again? The scavengers. The scavengers, right. And he's in that box. That they may be holding him as a hostage or whatever. The same way they held Father Gabriel. We don't know what they were going to do with him. Yeah. We still don't know. So it's it's probable Rick got captured by them, but they clearly didn't kill him. No. So he may be in there having nightmares about his life. I don't know. But the cane does make sense to comic book readers. Okay. So that that's all I'll say. At Comic-Con, you and I just watched the video. Somebody asked Andrew Lincoln about the way he says Carl. Coral. 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 And he's like, how do I say it? I never, he says, I've never watched an episode of The Walking that's Dead. That's insane. Do you believe that? You know what? A lot of not? a lot of artists don't go back and watch their work. I just read yesterday. Side, side note: James Vanderbeek never saw the finale of Dawson's Creek. Well, that makes two of us. What the hell? 
know. Yeah, I don't, I don't get remember that. it either, but like I just think it's weird not to watch it. Now, I know with us, we do morning shows. A lot of times, like the next day, I don't remember what we did the day before. Oh, I don't remember what we did when I left the studio. <laughs> right, and people will tweet and they'll go, oh, what you said yesterday. And go, I don't remember. I'm like, you got to refresh my memory. It's five days of four hours, of, and I don't remember it sometimes. And we certainly don't go back and listen to the show. No. So I don't, I don't remember, you know, after the podcast, I don't go back and listen to it. But, because we live the whole thing. Yeah. With an actor, like, wouldn't Andrew Lincoln want to see... The final product. Because the, uh, there's scenes that he's not in. Yeah. Like the kingdom scenes. Like where you, you put stuff together. I would... Want to see that. So he's like, how do I say it? Then other members of the cast were like, you say Coral. <laughs> and he started doing his British, he was talking in his regular British yes. accent, and he, then he put on his, his American accent, and he said, it, it, so you guys say more like Carl. And he's like, well, don't forget, you got your mouth was all beaten up in episode uh, nine of season four, and they were trying to explain why he kept saying Carl. And he's like, Riggs, meaning Chandler Riggs. He goes, do I say that? He goes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, you call me Coral. Coral. So I, maybe he'll say it less now. Oh, I hope not. I like that. Coral. <laughs> Coral. All right. Uh, oh, this is this is uh, very exciting news. Robot Chicken, one of my favorite uh, comedy shows. It's on Adult Swim on the Cartoon Network. Adult Swim, that's it. Adult Swim. And it's all over. It, most of the clips are on YouTube. But Robot Chicken, created by, among other people, the brilliant Seth Green, who unfortunately, every time he gets a sitcom, I love it and it gets canceled. Greg the Bunny, The Four Kings, some of the best TV in years, canceled, canceled. Love Seth Green. Mm. Seth Green, of course, one of the voices on Family Guy. Yes. Yeah. He's Chris. He was also Dr. Evil's son in Austin Powers. Yes, he was. Love Seth Green. He was also on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. All right, <laughs> go, go to his IMDb page. I don't need to go. Anyway. So, Robot Chicken is a stop-action animated TV like show. Yeah, but they, do, they use dolls. And they parody pop culture... Things like Star Wars and uh, and other TV shows. They so anyway, they are going to do a Walking Dead episode as yet to be determined on a release date. But there is a trailer. It's uh, the it was released at Comic Con. Just search Robot Chicken: The Walking Dead. Very funny. Very funny. But the voices, the impressions that that they have, whoever they hired, spot on. Really good voices. But they do Talking Dead. They spoof that. They spoof Negan, Snoopy's in there. I don't want to give too much away. The dog from Peanuts Gang. It's really funny. And if the whole episode is as funny as the trailer, I'm very, very excited about it. Robert Kirkman at Comic-Con was asked about a cure. When will we see a cure? And he said, there will never be a cure on The Walking Dead. He said, uh, as far as actually trying to solve the thing, I've always thought that one of the best things about this show is that it's not about scientists and it's not about people that would take on a task like that. Because I feel that's unrelatable. So he's his theory was if the scientists at the CDC can't figure out a cure, how is Daryl Dixon going to figure out a cure? Like, how's the average man going to figure out a cure? True. So however the Walking Dead comic and TV show end, it won't be with a happy ending and a cure. No. It could be they just end and it's like, this is the life they have, or it could end with... Everyone dies. We don't know how it's going to end, but it will not end with a happy ending. Unless Kirkman leaves and AMC takes over and decides they want to change the ending. Because AMC does own the show. Do you think they would do that? No. No, but if they did test audiences and the audiences hated it, who knows? That's true. Listen, the way Sopranos ended threw people for a loop. Yeah, that's true. No spoilers, but it's one of the weirdest, most shocking endings in TV history. Yeah. And... People hated it, now love it because they hate it, and it so makes you think mm-hmm. that who knows what they'll do with The Walking Dead as far as like oh God. leaving it hanging. 
Jeffrey Dean Morgan was asked what he likes and dislikes most about playing Negan. Do you know what he likes most? What does he like most? He says in the dark days he lo- uh, of a zombie apocalypse, he loves that Negan has a sense of humor to help you get you, th- get you through it all. And then asked what he likes least about playing Negan. What do you think? I don't know. He says, in 100 degree days, having to wear a leather jacket oh, every yeah, day. yeah, they all say that. Jesus said that too when they had to wear that long trench coat that was leather. And Yeah. There were a lot of leather on that show in Georgia Heat. Mm-hmm. Um, on the Walking Dead, is it walkingdead.com or Undead Walking? I forget which website. They list a lot of the Easter eggs that are in the Walking Dead trailer. One of them is a character that we talked about a few episodes ago, uh, Aboud. Uh, he's a Muslim American who is uh, frazzled. He's been living in the zombie apocalypse alone, oh. and he you do see him for a second in the in the trailer. And I think in the comics he came in after the time skip and after the war, so okay. it's possible that he's from the him. second part of the season. We don't know which part True. of the season it is. And that's uh, and then of course the Fear the Walking Dead trailer, which which looked interesting. It looks like there's a zombie herd that may come and attack the ranch, which means more people are going to die because they don't know how to defend themselves. It looks like Madison is in charge of the ranch. Shocking. And that she and um, Walker have an uneasy relationship. But it looks like it's going to be an exciting second half of the season. I can't wait. I loved this, the first half. I'm getting the impression that, well, Daniel's back at at the dam. Yep. And so he still doesn't know his daughter's alive. But we assume they're all going to get back together by the end of the season. The bands will be back together. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. We've talked about everything but Preacher. So okay. let's, hold on. I forgot to do this. because Cue the theme. No, I made a mistake. Hold on. Oh. I oh. talked about Fear the Walking Dead. Oh, the <laughs> okay, great. Okay, Fear the Walking Dead. <laughs> now we move on. Let's talk about Preacher. Okay. Scale of one to ten. Last night's episode. Well, I really, it's not last night for us. I know. Like, when I walked into your office today, I'm like, I know it wasn't crazy action, but I would give it a nine. I just was, I was sucked in immediately. Okay. I, would, I thought the opening was, I was like, oh my God. So the, the okay, the beginning sucked me in. So I'm going to give it a seven. Okay. Seven. For, I love the plot. I love the interaction with the, with the All Saints killer and the research. That was awesome. That was creepy. Having him like talk and have yeah. a conversation with him, which we'll, we'll get to. Um, I thought the end was freaking awesome. I, I still occasionally need a car chase, a little, little more action. I was action. okay without it yesterday. Yeah, so I, I, I thought it was good. I just thought the writing was awesome. It was good writing. Yeah. Let's let's talk about it. Okay, let's let's, let's talk dis- about. Let's discuss. So you like the intro. So uh, when the show starts, we see a Japanese man dealing with a with a couple. And I, I wasn't sure if they were talking about donating a kidney. He's there to get a donation yes. of some kind. And the wife is like, is it going to hurt? And uh, and are there any long-term effects? And he's like, baby, we need to do this. And he's they're talking about money. And he keeps saying, if, you give, if we get more of it, you get paid twice as much. Yeah, if you give us 15%, I'm like, what? He's like, I had 10% no is fine, but 15%. You get paid double. You'll just feel a little tired. Right. And I'm like, what are so they thinking, talking about? Is he giving a kidney? Or is she giving a kidney? I thought they were giving bone marrow. I didn't know what was happening. I thought it was bone marrow. That's what I, something that was bigger than just. And so, as I'm typing my notes for the show, I kept changing what I was typing <laughs> because it, it was, I kept being wrong. That whole scene was a little, a little strange. So 
the husband lays down on the couch this, after they agree on 15%. This threw me when it was this little port was attached to his leg. Yeah, so he puts a needle in his leg in yeah. a, into, a, into a port. And I thought, and he, what and in the hell? Then you see him looking at a monitor where you see the needle go into a sack of something. Yeah. Ugh. And they they he pulls out some white fluid, and the computer tells him how much, and it says 15%. Percent. And yeah. he's done. And he takes the sample, and he gets into an armored truck, and they drive off. And he gives the couple $150,000. Yeah. It's a lot of bank. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. And so they, uh, they're in the armored truck. He's in the back, this guy, this Japanese guy. And they stop for sausages. I thought it was hot dogs with sausages. And then they drive to a mansion. Japanese guy gets out of the car, uh, the car goes in the house, old white guy in, in the house. And I think his name was Richard. Yes. And Richard says, I had second thoughts. I'm not sure, but let's do this. They walk into a room where they see his wife, Mildred. Mildred, I think, was uh, watering plants. She seems a little bit out of it. Yeah, she seems a little... He's talking to her, and she's sort of not focused, and she's not saying much. So he takes... uh, The Japanese guy takes the... Whatever it was in the vial. Well, the camera pans out, and she has no pants on. I didn't notice that. You didn't notice that? No. She was naked. She had, like, no pants on. Her butt was hanging out. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, I I noticed. Well, I liked the episode more now. Yeah. Give it an eight. It's a little old old lady butt, but... (laughs) (laughs) 7.5. 0.5 0.5 for the old lady butt. <laughs> yeah. Listen, butt's a butt, but I, get, I forgot it's an old butt, so give it. It's an old butt. Right, okay. So they take the liquid, and he puts it in a little spinning machine, makes a pill out of it, gives it to her to swallow. It almost looked like like rock candy. Yeah. She eats the pill, swallows the pill, and then Richard says to her, are you okay, Mildred? Are you there? Whatever. And she looks at him and says, um, Richard? Richard? Like she finally- Like she was fine. Recognizes him. And that's when I thought- Maybe it's she had Alzheimer's. Yeah, Alzheimer's or dementia, I figured. Right. And whatever it was that they gave her brought her back. Whatever they took out of the guy's leg, he was a match for the It was for a cool scene though. So I want to I want to now say what it was, because at that time though, we didn't know what was going on. No, I still did yeah. I thought it was bone marrow at first. Yeah. But he didn't usually you get bone marrow from the hip or the spine. And so it wasn't bone marrow, but whatever it was, I'm like, all right, this is freaky, whatever Oh, and it was. they had to check if it was a match, and it was her match, and... Right, so they have this little machine that you put, that's like two sides of it. You put something of theirs on one side, and the whatever that sample was on the other, and if it tells you if there's a match. Yeah. And because you, whatever it was. So it turns out, which we learned at the voodoo store later, but I'm going to jump ahead, that that was a soul. Yeah. That the Japanese have figured out how to sample and take parts of your soul that you don't need all of it, and they can take part of it and split it into different pieces, and they gave her a new soul. Not sure how that works in bringing you back from Alzheimer's or whatever she had, Yeah, but it worked. That 15% worked. And so the guy Richard, the rich guy Richard, Rich Richard, Richie Rich, gave him a check for $2.7 million. Yes, that's, yeah. So it's the price you pay for getting your wife back. Yep. She, I hope she's nice about it. Yeah, right? She's appreciative. All right, so that's before the credits. So that was all before the credits, and we always love to see how much happens before the credits. So not a lot of action, but an interesting scene. Very interesting. Would you sell your soul a little bit? No. But if there's no long-term effects... I'm already tired enough. Okay. And that was the the effect. Well, there was some long-term effect on Jesse, which we'll get to at the end of the episode. Yeah. That that affected him. I don't want to jump in. Well, everybody saw the episode. Spoiler, watch the episode. (laughs) 
Okay, so uh, we get to the... Uh, now we're back in the apartment, Dennis's apartment, the old French guy. And Cassidy tries to help him tie his shoes, and the guy goes off on him, and he starts yelling at him in French. And I guess he was like... At the time, I thought he was trying to help him like he's an old man who can't tie his own yeah. shoes. And Cassidy was just being nice. Tulip's making breakfast. Cassidy offers to get shot in the chest to make money. So they're all, they're eating breakfast... Tulip, remember last episode, she, we saw that she was a sort of a housewife type. Yeah. I'm not looking to stereotype housewives. I'm saying in the role in the in the episode, she was sort of Jesse's woman and she was cooking for yes. him. She was more domestic, more than you'd expect because Tulip's more of a bank robber. Yes. And so she was cooking breakfast. Again, let me point out, a man could make breakfast also. I'm just saying. she was. But making... this was a fun breakfast. It was like pancakes with candy and whipped cream and right. Reese's. And, and... And, yeah, and she, she spelled their names on the top of the pancakes... In like M and M's or something, something like that. Yeah. And uh, Cassidy says something about there's this place where they pay you to allow yourself to get shot in the chest. <laughs> and because you know he heals, he's a vampire. Yeah. He could probably make a lot of money tricking these people into letting him get shot. It hurts, but then he's fine. I don't know what he was talking about, but it's typical Cassidy kind of rambling. I don't know if they, I don't remember if they were talking about money. It doesn't matter. Um, now, when the episode ended last week, the little girl. A step, mm. a tulip stepdaughter, told the cowboy, "I'll take you, show you where the preacher, the preacher is. is." At this point, the preacher, uh, sorry, the cowboy walks into the building with her, and she's leading him up the stairs. Cassidy's talking to Jesse a lot about that that woman he saved with from the men in the white suits. Yeah, and they're going on and on about this woman, Lara Featherstone. Yes, <laughs> and tulip, who has no clue what they're talking about, snaps and says. Okay, what exactly happened with you, Jesse, and this girl? Well, because Cassidy was going on and on. You're really into her, man. And yeah. like, Cassidy's, Jesse's like, uh, no, it was just right. talking. Now, she's the girl who tried to kiss Jesse, yeah. and he said, don't. He said, stop. Stop, right? And uh, he totally, like, this was a great line. Jesse says to her, well, I didn't marry her. Yeah, oh, like Like Tulip who went off and got married when they had a, a problem. Yeah. Which I thought was a, it was a good little burn. Um... The little girl gets to the floor with the cowboy on the the floor they live on because she was at the apartment for the one time. And sadly for everyone else on the floor, oh, God. she forgot what apartment they lived in. Yeah. And so he's like, which one is it? He's getting annoyed. And she points to a door and says that one, basically, and runs out of the building. Smart. Now, I already know it's the wrong one. You already know it's the wrong oh, one. Oh, yeah. She had no clue. She's like, uh, it's that one. Bye. So... He walks into the first apartment that she pointed at, and there's a guy in there. He looked like a kind of a dirt bag. Yeah. And of course, he has a gun, and he pulls the gun on the cowboy. And oh god, this scene! Oh. Yeah, the cowboy walks over to him, puts his hand on his hand, and crushes his hand onto the gun. And you hear all the his bones cracking. And he wraps his fingers and melts them around oh, the god. gun. Um and. Uh, he says, preacher. And the guy says, there ain't no preacher here. Now, again, all people can be a different religion. But I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be careful in this podcast, but I don't okay. want to be. I'm Jewish. This guy didn't look like what you would associate with being a Jew. He did say that, right? He goes, I'm Jewish, man. Yeah. Isn't well, that what right. he said? He, so he was a tattooed black man. Yeah. Right? And so I think that was the joke. I think the joke was he's clearly not Jewish, but when the guy was like, where's the preacher? And he's like, there's no preacher here, and he got pissed. He's like, no, nah, I'm Jewish. 
because he thought it was about being a, like he didn't like he Catholics a, or something. Yeah, or, like it was a religious right. hunt or something. And he blows them away, and the bullet goes through apartment to apartment to apartment to apartment. Now I thought there would be dead people in every apartment. That's what I thought. But it, it turns out the bullet went into the refrigerator in their apartment, in Dennis's apartment, and into yogurt or a yogurt cup, a yogurt cup, which we'll see in a minute. Okay. Um, Jesse, they go back to the kitchen. Jesse thinks he heard something, but he's not sure. And at this point, if you're the cowboy, wouldn't you think for a second, maybe the little girl lied to me? Like, maybe she just took me to some apartment and ran off? Uh, I would. I would think maybe she brought me there to the right place, but just not the right apartment. Because at that point, Jesse hadn't used the Genesis power in that apartment. No. And, and it wasn't like he could sense it, because if he could sense it, he would have gone to the right apartment. Yeah. So he could have just been lied to, because it wasn't like she hung around. There was a lot of casualties. All right, he goes to the next apartment, uh. and now for some reason he takes his sword out. And there's a guy in there with a girl, and they're like, what the hell are you doing in here? And you hear him kill the girl, and he's thought, the guy's like, I'll mess you up, he's going to threaten the cowboy. And then you hear, <laughs> stabbing and whatever. And a head rolls into and the hallway. And the guy's head rolls out in the <laughs> hallway. So that guy's... I'm pretty sure dead. I think he's dead. Okay. So Jesse opens up the fridge, and that's where he sees the yogurt, and he fiddles through. He sees it's bubbling. There's a hole in the fridge. There's a hole in the yogurt container, and he sees there's a bullet in there. I think he he recognized the bullet or something, and he like he knew. Well, there's a bullet in his yogurt, well, so that was a clue. Uh, yeah. But yes, he recognized it's a special bullet, and he shows it to Cassidy and Tulip. He's like, hey, guys, um... Uh, At that point, uh, the cowboy enters their apartment. They're not there. But he sees the pancake, says Jesse on it. it. So, because they had gone out the window. They didn't even get to have those delicious pancakes. They had bites. Like a bite. They had a bite. I'd bring it on the road with me. (laughs) Yeah, so he knows, it said Jess on the pancake, so he knows that that he's on the right, he's at the right place. Uh, The Scooby gang calls the uh, casino, the hotel casino from a few episodes ago. To see if Fior is still there. Because they don't know he's dead. No. And did you notice the show playing on the marquee? Uh, I don't remember it in my head, but yes. It was so the, show, dead, the dead dying? or So it showed the outside of this casino, and it said, The Day the Dying Died. That's it. And it says, A tribute to Ganesh, yeah. which was Fior. Yeah. So now the show is about him being dead. So they, they call up to find Fior, and they realize, they find out he's dead and that a cowboy shot and killed him. Yeah, Jesse's like, and a cowboy killed him. Tulip tells Jesse, look, if you'd stop using the Genesis power, he can't track us. And then Jesse says, well, I need the power to find God, so I got to use it. What would you do? Would would you keep searching for God and, and using the Genesis power, knowing that the cowboy's coming? Well, we've escaped him this far, so yeah. Oh, so you're feeling pretty good about it. I'm feeling pretty good, semi-confident. <laughs> all right. So they all head to the library because they realize everyone has a weakness. We've got to figure out what his weakness is. So they go to the library and to, to research the All Saints killer. And lucky for us, Tulip listens to an audio book, so we get the audio track. That was pretty cool, actually. That was good. So, uh, and she was listening to um, Amer- a series Psy- of books on American psychopaths. Psychopath. Okay, And this one was about All Saints killer. And we find out, they, so the audio book tells us the story that we saw in the beginning of season one that we didn't know his daughter died and he killed people and he was in the war. All the things that we saw play out 
is now in audiobook form. And it almost looked like comic form. Well, Cassidy was reading a comic book because yeah. he's an idiot. I love comics. It's not a slur against Cassidy or comic books. And um, Jesse's reading actual books on the All Saints Killer. And he was killed by a tornado. We learned that. And God banished him to hell. He was the most hated man in heaven and the most feared man in hell, is what they said about him. Yes. We also learned he's the only man on, in the world with no soul. No soul. Ding, 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 ding. We're going to find out about that later. <laughs> but that's why Jesse can't use Genesis on him, because he doesn't have a soul. We also learned that. Yes. That's why he, he doesn't respond to it. And then the voiceover at the end of the book made me laugh. And it said, "Next uh, ne on the next edition of American Psychopaths, Dick Cheney. <laughs> yes, I laughed out loud at that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dick Cheney fans, but it's funny. Okay, so at this point, Cassidy remembers that, he, that, that the All Saints killer may still be at the apartment. And so he calls the French guy, Dennis, to warn him. But Dennis is partially drunk, I think. He's like, you French bastard, shut your mouth and listen to me. Yeah. I was like, it's not funny, but it was funny at the same and the time. And guy, the guy's like, what? Blah, blah, blah. Right. And so he's like, don't go in the apartment. <laughs> you idiot. Hello. Don't. <laughs> I just love hearing Cassidy yeah, talk. Right. And the, he walks into the apartment with his inhaler. And there's the All Saints killer, and you see the inhaler flap in the air. Yeah. And he gets him. And then he steps on it. And Cassidy's like, he's not answering. Something's wrong. Something. So Cassidy realizes that the guy, the killer might have him. The cowboy. Jesse was pretty genius here. So he uses the voice through the phone so that he can hear him on the phone because the phone was still, the line was still open. Yes. And Jesse tells him if he kills, well, he says, stay there. I'm coming to you. And he says, um, you know, I'll be there. So Jesse goes. He goes to the apartment. And he walks in, and Cowboy's holding Dennis up, you know, like he's going to kill him. Yeah. And he says, prepare to die, preacher. Like he's going to shoot Jesse. And Jesse tells him, if, if you kill me, the deal is off. He says, I know about the deal you had with Fior. I know all about it. And the Cowboy's like, oh, yeah, uh, you know, I'm going to kill you. And he's like, I'm telling you, because you can kill me, but... And then you'll see what happens or doesn't happen. Right. And he was, he's not he was like mind effing him. Right. He's like, Fior's not going to help you. He tells him, God can't help you. God is gone. And he tells him to let Dennis go and he lets Dennis run out of the apartment. Now, why Dennis didn't run to another state, I don't know. He ran downstairs. We see him later and he, you know. He could have stayed there. I'd be a little scared. I would have I would have kept running. Been going. Jesse tells him that God is gone and the cowboy lowers his gun and says, prove it. So now he believes him a little bit. Because he needs God to get into heaven so he can be with his wife and kid. So Jesse shows him the God audition tape that we watched. And he's like, what doesn't is know this? What, a, what a TV is. Yeah, he didn't know what it was. He also wasn't so surprised by the phone when Jesse's voice came out of the phone. Yeah, that's true. He wasn't as shocked as he was by the TV. So he shows him the, uh, the God audition. And Jesse tells him, look, God is gone and he can't send you to heaven. He tells him the Genesis power can make anyone do what he says. He goes, I sent a man to heaven. He goes, I can send a man to heaven or I can send a man to hell. I've already done it. He says, God can't save, send you to heaven, but I can. And the cowboy says, you know what I need to get into heaven, which is a soul, because we know he has no soul. Yep. And Jesse says, yep, I know what you need and I can get it. And the cowboy says, where? And Jesse laughs and says, nice try. You're going to have to trust me. So the cowboy says, you've got one hour. And then he says, oh, one more thing. 
He's not going to let Jesse just run out. So Jesse goes downstairs, and he says to the French guy, Tulip and Cassidy, uh, listen, I made a deal. I have an hour to get him a soul, but part of the deal is you have to stay. And I'm like, what kind of deal is that? Yeah, that's a sh- shitty deal. So he tells Tulip, look, I can do it. I, I can get this done. And they they head up backstairs to now be prisoners of, of the cowboy. Jesse walks into a voodoo store and tells the guy he needs a soul. And the guy's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Playing it dumb. And Jesse says, look, you have the, the machinery, you have the apparatus, you have the suction and the hose and the vacuum and the whole thing. So he says, I already know, I did my research. I know, you, you know, you can sell souls. And he says, yeah, I, we haven't done any soul selling in 10 years. The Japanese shut everybody down. Yeah, they cornered everybody. the market. Cornered the, everybody you, that Jesse knew sold souls, gone. And he says, it's the Japanese. This line I thought was clever. He goes, it's the land of the rising sons of bitches. <laughs> Uh, which, of course, is the land of the rising sun. Yeah. It was very clever. And um, he says they found a way to not only sell souls, but to split them into little parts and and uh, and and make you know a lot of money selling parts of souls. And then the uh, the armored truck pulls up, and he says, there they are. They come every day at 5.15 for their sausages. And then we see a screen. Like, remember we saw hell on the screen? Yes. It says, uh, Tomashi Oreshi... Uh, Iku Iku Soul Happy to Go Go. Happy Go Go or Happy to Go Go. Happy to Go Go. Which is, I guess, broken English translation of, of what it said on the truck. Jesse goes to the truck because he realizes that that truck is full of souls. He bangs on the door. The guy doesn't hear anything because it's soundproof. He tries the Genesis power. Open the door. Doesn't work. By the way, that's my really bad Genesis. <laughs> uh, he calls Tulip and he says, Listen, I, what do I do to break into an armored car? And she's like, "Oh, you need this. You need uh, fertilizer and ammonia and all the things you need for a, for a, making a bomb. Like it's casual. Like it's cooking dinner." Yeah, yeah. And so there's a hardware store across the street. He runs in. He, he quickly makes a bomb while they're eating their sausages, and puts it on the back of the door. Has his remote timer. Blows it up. Nothing happens. Nothing happened. Except the police heard it and showed uh, up. Yeah. And so um, he's like, uh, "Tulip, I'm gonna have to call you back." Yeah, he called, right. Tulip tells uh, Cassidy, um, she asks Cassidy, who's on the couch talking to Dennis, the old French guy. He's really pampering him. And he says, Cassidy, is that your father? Because the guy's old. And Cassidy says, now, does this, sh- this is my shocking moment of the episode. Yeah. I did not see this coming. He says, no, he's my son. I was very, I think Tulip was a little bit surprised. Well, because he's a vampire. He's probably hundreds of years old. And he's like, I should have learned to speak French. So he must have had him in France or whatever, and then left him or didn't raise him. Tulip tells Cowboy the old man is sick and needs medicine to let him go. Uh, Cowboy's in the kitchen sitting in a chair. He's got his head down like he's sleeping. And she keeps talking to him. She's like, hey, he needs medicine. He's got to go. You got to let him him go. He's going to die. And I'm like, is the guy sleeping? Is he in a coma? I thought she should just walk away. Yeah, if he's sleeping, run the Just, hell out. Like, leave. He doesn't bye. walk. Like, why wouldn't they run? He doesn't walk quickly. No, he doesn't. He's never run. He's like Michael Myers. Like, he right. just walks, but he still gets you. Right. So she starts to talk about his daughter. In other words, if your daughter was sick, you'd go and get medicine. Wrong. Well, that's the subject. wrong thing to say. He went to get medicine and he got stuck there. He didn't get back in time. Yeah, not, not the best. Uh... Right. Analogy. Well, clearly she didn't watch the first season. Like, you know, like Rick Grimes, like Andrew Lincoln doesn't watch the show. She didn't watch the show. 
So he stands up, grabs her by the neck, and lifts her up and drop and dangles her and says, um, "Medicine's not going to help in an hour if he's not back," and throws her to the ground. So she comes into the room where Cassidy is, and she says, "He touched me," but like in a way like that, it's changed her, like he did something to her. She made it sound sexual harassment or something, but. Uh, either that or it made it sound like his evilness went into her. Yeah, it did sound it sounded very intense. Like he 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 infected me almost. Yeah. Um so Jesse was approached by the cops. He must have obviously used the Genesis power on them because he's bossing them around and he says, Go to the Darman car and tell him to get out immediately, open yeah. the doors. Which of course they did. And he gets into the back of the armored car with the Japanese guy. And he said he shows him the bullet, and he says, "I need a soul that matches this bullet." And the guy says, he looks at it, he does a reading on, it, he says it's very rare. He's like, "Well, you got to have something that matches." And he goes through everything. He says, "We don't have a match. We have nothing." So he takes the guy's pen to see if the Japanese guy is a match, and he's not a match. He says, "Well, what happens if we use a soul that's not a match?" He says, "Well, it's like a bad kidney; it won't work." Yeah. If the kidney doesn't match, you need to be a genetic match. So he says, what about me? So they test Jesse. Jesse cuts his hair and he puts it on there. And that worked. Clearly, of all people in the world, Jesse matches the cowboy in some, in some aspect. So Jesse is running to the apartment. Oh, I'm sorry. He says to the Japanese guy, how much of my soul do I need to give? He says, 1% is enough. All he needs 1%. I was a little surprised. I thought it would be higher. I guess they took 15 so they could sell it to multiple people or, oh, okay. or whatever. Um, or, the, or for $2.7 the guy wanted a lot of soul. Oh, everything. So he says, you can give him 1%, that's enough. So he gets the 1%, and he's running to the apartment, and the cowboy says, time's up. The hour is up. He grabs Tulip, brings her to the kitchen, throws her to the floor, oh. lift, lifts his sword up to kill her, and Cassidy comes running in, and grabs the sword uh. with his bare hands because it's over his head. And so Cassidy comes from behind, grabs the sword, and he's holding it, and the cowboy's pulling it to kill Tulip. All his little fingers fell off. Yeah, he cut all his fingers uh. off. But you, like, don't feel so, so bad because you know they're going to come back. Well, yeah, he's going to have to eat something or kill someone, yeah, something. Something. And his, his hands will grow back, his fingers will grow back. So Jesse runs in, he says, I got it. And uh, he's, he doesn't kill Tulip. Tulip comes over to Jesse and he's like, how do you know all about this soul stuff? And Jesse says, family business. Family business. I mm. guess being a preacher, his father was a preacher. Yeah. I guess you know where to buy souls. I guess. I guess that's your thing. So. Kind of creepy. All right, so everybody leaves to go to the hospital. Jesse's alone in the apartment with the cowboy. And he gives them the soul a little partial soul pill. And the cowboy says, where did you get it? And he looks at Jesse and he knows right away. He goes, it's yours. Like, it's yours. And he goes, so he takes it right away. Like, almost like, yeah, F you. Yeah. It's yours, I'm taking it. And Jesse says, get on your knees, you're about to enter the kingdom of heaven. And the cowboy says, I don't get on my knees for anyone anymore. And... You could see that there was a something changed in the cowboy. In his face. Like his eyes lit up, yep. like he got knowledge or something, like the old lady did. 
Jesse realizes this and he uses the Genesis power and he says, I said, get on your knees. And he drops to his knees and he's like, what did you do? And Jesse says, the only living man without a soul. That's why the word didn't work on you. But now, and he goes to t- pull his gun this on him. This is awesome. Disarm. And he, the other gun. The other gun, the sword. And uh, he puts all the weapons down and he says, a cop killing, child murdering son of a bitch. You really think there's a place for you in heaven with your wife and kids? No, you belong in hell. And he says, I've already put someone there before. I can do it again. I told you that already. Meaning, you know, Eugene. Yeah. Aww. Which we didn't see any of that. We didn't no see any hell. face and uh, Hitler. Right. Maybe next week. So the cowboy says the same thing Victor said last week to Jesse. No one takes Jesse seriously. Well, they don't. Like, he says, go ahead and send me to hell, preacher. And then the cowboy was very smart. I was surprised. He says, along with your filthy, stinking soul. And Jesse had a look on his face like, okay, if I send him to hell, 1% of my, my soul, soul goes to hell. hell. How does that affect me? Yeah. So now he can't just send him to hell. Of all the souls, he gave him the wrong one. God. Now, I don't know how it affects him. I don't know if we'll find out how it affects him. At some point, maybe the guy goes back to hell. I, yeah. We don't know. So he says, do it. Kill, you know, send me to hell. And he can't. He says, all right, let's go for a drive. He has an idea. Puts him in the back of the armored car, and he's trying to punch his way out because normally he just punches through things, breaks things. He's the cowboy. He's all saints killer. Can't get out of it. They drive to a swamp. Again, this is New Orleans. This is Everglades. Yeah. In the middle of nowhere. He puts a giant rock on the gas pedal, and he lets it drive right into the swamp and sinks it. And as it's going down, the uh, the... Saint All Saints Killer is screaming, Jesse! Preacher! Oh, preacher, right, preacher. And the water's going over the car. Now, he can't die. The armored car is airtight, so the water's not going to get in. So, up until in the middle of nowhere, someone comes across that armored car. But, it, but when they pulled away with the camera, the whole thing was in there. How would you ever know it's down there? Well, that's just it. They showed a swamp land, miles of swamp. Yeah. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't. Unless there was some satellite imagery that somebody saw. Yeah, that's... Or, or, oh, here's how you'd know. If the owners of the armored car have, like, LoJack or a tracking device because it's so valuable. They would find it. The, and the headquarters were in, ja- in Japan. He said the vault Osaka. was in Osaka. They would be the only ones that could find that. So if, if the Japanese guy wants his armored car back. True. Because Jesse told him, all the Japanese guys to get lost with the Genesis power. Yeah. If they want to track that, I bet there's a way to track it. And they're going to pull it back out of the swamp and then open the doors and he will kill all of them. You don't think he'll die in there? No, because he can't die. Well, he has a part of a soul now. Yeah, but... Doesn't it, that humanize him a little bit? I don't think... First of all, you're not going to kill that character. Well, that's... Also, what I thought. So if I you're, thought not, gonna, you're not going to kill him, but so if you're not going to kill him, he can't die. Yeah. Don't forget, he's dead. True. Everyone in hell has a soul. Everyone in heaven has a soul. Yeah. Eugene has a soul. He's dead. He's in. He's hell. Wherever he is. Our space. Right? Our space. Not right. So, I believe he can't die, which means he's just going to live down there till somebody finds him. But that's my theory, that the Japanese have a way to track the vehicle. Yeah. And they will want their vehicle back. That makes sense. So I don't think Jesse thought that. Because otherwise, it's completely brilliant. Yeah. No one's going to find it. Uh, back to the apartment. Cassidy's fingers are growing back in. Tulip looks shaken up. 
like from being touched, she's still kind of freaked out. Um, and then we see Jesse in the bathroom digging a hole in the bathroom floor, burying the cowboy's weapons. Yep. Under the tile. And he puts a bath mat over it. I have a feeling those are going to come back to haunt him at I some point. I think so. I have a feeling the cowboys, when he comes back. I don't back, think they're going to go. Yeah, they're going to be well, hidden that easily. Of all places to hide it. I know, I thought that was stupid. Why it's like, would you well, hide it where the cowboy is going to come back to that apartment? That he knows where you live. Right. Or you're staying. Put it in a wood somewhere where he would never think to look. Or throw it in the swamp. You'll yeah. never find that. Yeah, throw it in the swamp. All right. Scenes from next week. Tulips in a hallway, the lights flickering. Like maybe the cowboy's back. We don't know why. Uh, we see the men in the white suits again. Uh, Cassidy's at a bar where they pay guys to get shot in the chest because they show some other guy standing there getting shot in the chest. So I have a feeling Cassidy's going to take a couple of shots to the chest, make some money, walk it off. <laughs> Did you notice real quick Tulip was kissing Cassidy? Uh, yeah, I rewound that. What the hell's happening? What is Again, going on? So it's either a dream sequence when Cassidy gets shot and he falls to the floor and he's knocked out. Oh, maybe. and he's, his fantasy in his head is Tulip. Maybe. Again, the trailers aren't always what they look like, That's so I'm trying true. to analyze. Trailers are always a mind F. Right. It, it was like Jesse didn't take the sword and kill Victor. He cut him down. Yeah. He took him down, right, from last week. I took him down. What do you mean? <laughs> Maybe she kisses him as a cover to get him out of the bar, like it's my boyfriend. Oh, uh, okay. true. Could so, be a few things, right, but I was like, what, what, when I saw that? Tulip again says she doesn't feel right, something's wrong. You and think she's prego? No. No, the cowboy had an effect on her. Oh, or she could be free. <laughs> no. And then again in the trailer, they show the scene of the cowboy lifting her up in the kitchen. Mm. Which means that meant something. Yeah. It had an effect on her. Maybe so, something did infiltrate her. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So maybe he impregnated her by touching her. Who knows? Could you imagine? No. He cowboy didn't. baby? Cowboy all, baby. All Saints baby? <laughs> all Saints baby. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. All right, so we've got another episode coming up Monday. Yeah. It's still throwing me. This whole Monday thing. It really is. Like, we've been trying to get our schedule together, and just when it's not on a Sunday night, it's just like the week goes to mayhem. There's there's no talking preacher right now. No. Game of Thrones is owning Sunday nights. Yeah. Which we don't review and don't watch. Sue me. I'll watch it eventually. One day. One day we'll do a, we'll we'll binge watch it and then do a binge watch recap. We can watch it together. Well, not together, but you know what I mean. Slow down, Cowboy. (laughs) At the same time. We we do a podcast together. All right. I I think it's pretty safe to say it's that time. What time is it? Time to to shut shut that shit shit down. down.